0: Are you ready? Yes! Now live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge
2: inside the Bank Plus Studio. You are
3: listening to
2: Mississippi's number one sports talk show, The Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming worldwide live on the Out of Bounds Radio app
4: and on your radio at ESPN 105.9. The Soul. Ah, good morning. Welcome in. Show is brought to you by the amazing Steaks and Bourbon List, Kessler Prime and the Renaissance. Visit KesslerPrime.com to make a reservation. We are ESPN 1059 The Zone. I am your host, Bo Bounds. Big recruiting weekend in Oxford and Startle, And uh, nothing gets people in the SEC hot and bothered like some good college football recruiting. It was actually big around all around the conference if you were monitoring it, and um, I was just looking at what Georgia's done. It's just filthy, but um, Oxford and Starkville were uh, were happening and hosting both transfers and high school guys and trying to wrap up this class. And Lane Kiffin is on a roll, so we thought we would bring in Jake Thompson on three sports. Ole Miss Insider Jake joins us on the. Farm Bureau Insurance Guestline. line. Uh, Jake, can you tell me the latest um, as far as the wide receiver from South Carolina, Juice Wells?
3: Oh, uh, he stayed, I believe, up until around lunchtime yesterday. Which, for transfer portal visits, especially at this time of year, uh, or you know, a, a near seventy-two hour stay is forty-eight hour stay is kind of unheard of. He got in sometime Friday, and this was after. He was re- re- reported, rumored, however you want to put it, to also go to Austin first and then come to Oxford. Kind of two stops in the weekend. He he canceled or postponed. I, I, you know he may still end up going to Austin, but he he put that one off and came straight to Oxford Friday and stayed till. Uh, you know, around lunchtime yesterday, which, you know, that's, you, you, you get that with high school official visits because, you know, it's scheduled. It's a whole weekend of stuff that you do, especially fitting around the coach's schedule and, and all that. But for a transfer portal visit, it, that's usually one where you fly in. They have a dinner or a lunch, depending on what time, you know, things are. They check things out, talk to Kiffin, uh, maybe the positions coach of, of their room, shake hands and say, all right, I'm off to, you know, next stop. But, Juice Wells made it all, an entire weekend. Which, if you're Ole Miss, you've got it for really good about your chances. Now he's got a lot of other normal, you know, top suitors as you would expect because he's at the moment considered the the best transfer receiver in the portal. You know, a, as of now, I'm sure that'll change as bowl games come and players decide after that. But for Ole Miss, you know, losing a you know a Dayton Wade after the Peach Bowl, who's going to head to the to the NFL after he finishes out this season. Uh, getting him in here is is a nice addition if you can do that, especially with Jordan Watkins saying he's coming back, Caden Prescoring, you know, coming back, and now you're waiting on Trey Harris. You know, if you can get that quartet together with how, especially Prescoring came along receiving-wise, and you add another guy like Juice Wells who's got experience and success within this conference, you've got to feel like your offense isn't going to lose too, too much, maybe gain some if you swap you know, dating out for Juice Wells. Now, obviously, he hasn't said, and he told people yesterday when he was leaving, no interviews, no nothing. He just kind of hit the road. So don't know what his time frame is, who else he wants to see or decide, but Ole Miss has got to feel good.
4: He is Jake Thompson, Ole Miss Insider. He joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line, big weekend in in Oxford. He mentioned uh, Jordan Watkins coming back, Breescorn coming back, and they landed Deion Smith um, last weekend, too. All eyes on Juice Wells. Chris Paul Jr. is in the transfer from Arkansas at linebacker. He'll start um, day one. Uh, are you hearing, is Juice Wells going to Tennessee for a visit? Or what are you hearing as far as another, do you think he'll shut it down or do you think he'll take another visit or two?
3: I, I, know, I know Tennessee was kind of considering him, considering him and some other places, but he hasn't at least made it known to to us or other, you know, insiders or other national people, uh, what he's, what his next stop is going to be. But, you know, that that is one of the places Texas that uh, I think is trying to still, obviously, in Oregon, which Oregon has been in kind of in the equation with both Mississippi schools this weekend, it seems in terms of transfers. But uh, those those seem to be the main four at the moment with Ole Miss, obviously the clubhouse leader, because they've gotten him on campus. And, you know, when it comes to this stuff, getting the kid on campus is always that first big step because, you know, they're here, they're seeing stuff. And, you know, especially even with high schoolers, that recency bias of what they just saw or what they just did, they feel like that's their best spot. And that's, that's kind of what you lean into. But, yeah, I would say it's right now, unless – uh, an unknown fifth team pops up. It's between Texas, Oregon, Tennessee, and Ole Miss, and obviously the Rebels are, are in front because they've gotten him on campus.
4: Jake Thompson on three sports, Ole Miss Spirit. He joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. What about uh, high school
3: quarterback? Yeah, they, uh, they got the, the Maddox kid out of Oak Grove, which, you know, heavy Heavy Texas A&M commit, but he played up here uh, in the state championship game, played in the Vaught-Hemingway, and I'm sure saw some of the facilities. I don't know. I'm sure they use the locker rooms or some of them, probably both home and the away locker rooms. So, you know, you don't get to pitch, so to speak. You can't interact with the kids that way. But they he got to see it, and they got him up here for, you know, this past weekend because it was a heavy mix of commits uh, that are in good, like Kamarian Franklin and, and others uh, mixed in with some – you know, potential suitors like Maddox. And so, you know, you try to get those other guys in to help sell this class that Kiffin's trying to build on top of him and others. And Maddox seemed to like it, seemed to enjoy it. Uh, You know, he didn't decommit from A&M, but I think now they gave him something to think about. And, you know, Kiffin's not shy to stockpile in his quarterback room if he can get them, especially with the uncertainty of, you know, coming here and then a kid may want to leave after a year if he has to, or Dart still hasn't decided uh, what his future is, I still think he's here next year, but he just hasn't confirmed what we asked him a month ago after Kiffin kind of said what he said about coming back. So, you know, there's it, it, it's, it's always you got to stop, Paul, because you just don't know what you're going to have a year from now in terms of a full position room.
1: Yeah.
4: All right, so if you're just now joining us, uh, Jordan Watkins and and wide receiver at Ole Miss, and pre-scoring tight end, they'll be back. Deion Smith's in. Chris Paul, Jr., the transfer linebacker is in and Ole Miss hunting um Juice Wells and Maddox among others uh what else who else coming out of the weekend that um in your opinion oh gosh moves the needle and is somebody that you're that fans should be super excited about
3: you know, it's not going to happen because he hasn't come here yet. He was you – know, speaking of Oregon, he was at Oregon this weekend for a visit. Uh, but, you know, obviously Walter Nolan is on everybody's radar, the, the lineman from, from A&M. He's got a laundry list kind of of the same names. I think Alabama wants to talk to him. Uh, he's supposed to come to a visit, but if he suddenly just said, you know, all Miss is it, does the tweet, which he's not. But that would be the only other one that would move the needle largely today outside of Juice Wells. To, you know, voicing his commitment. Those are kind of the uh, the two, but the realistic one would be Juice Wells since he was here and stayed all weekend. That's the one every, uh, most Ole Miss fans are kind of refreshing the the X feed and, and every other feed that you can think of to see if he's made a decision.
4: How does Ole Miss feel about Stonka Burnside?
3: I, th- and I think he's, you know, he put out that tweet yesterday sometime that he's shutting down, talking to anybody media-wise, interviews, uh, but it's kind of shifted in the past couple of weeks, especially post Levy hire. That uh, right now, you know, I think the consensus is he's probably in and all Ole Miss Is they're not going to cut cut communication ties completely, but they're they're not as confident as they were maybe a month ago, and probably checking elsewhere just in case. But with what they're bringing in uh, with Deion Smith already and potentially Juice Wells, you know, they're not too concerned you know he, he'd, he'd be one that you're kind of building towards the future right now I think they're trying to see what they can do next year in that 12-team playoff race and so I think swapping Stonka for some proven guys it's not a loss in their eyes.
4: Big weekend in Oxford. Juice Wells could be a heavy lean to Ole Miss. Deion Smith last week says makes it official. Uh pre-scoring is back and Jordan Watkins is back and um Many more in the boat, so we'll continue to monitor. Jake Thompson, thank you so much, buddy. I know it was a big weekend for you.
3: I appreciate it, guys. Y'all have a good
4: one. Old Miss Spirit on three sports. He joined us on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. Somebody asked us on the text line, uh, had Juice Wells committed? No, but I think it was close over the weekend. We'll see who he visits this week. We are the Out of Bounds Show. We're powered by Mississippi Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Center. Also, kineticstaffing.com, executive recruiting for your business. kineticstaffing.com, Steve Robertson, 830. I have to tell you about this game-changing product I use before a night out with drinks. It's called Z-Biotics. Let's face it. about Zbiotics initially, but then while hanging out with friends over cocktails, I gave it a shot and believe me, it is the real deal. Go to zbiotics.com slash O-O-B to get 15% off your first order when you use O-O-B at checkout. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash O-O-B and use the code O-O-B at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Z-Biotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times.
3: Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto.
4: So, uh, Jason, you decided to work at uh, Local 463 on Friday
0: night. Did you have any married women hit on you? Um, I did. I had a couple older ladies that I started whipping out the dad jokes for. Oh, no. You know. I'm sorry. Well, you got to do one of those, like, whenever you have, like, a big party and you see a lady that's starting to crack some jokes, you're like, I'm keeping my eye on you. Oh. And then everybody else is like, oh, you should. And, you know, if you're 60 plus, you're eating it up. You know what I mean? Okay. And then the lady, she was like, 18-ounce steak, do you have a plate big enough for that? I'm like, no, man, we just put it on the table. They lost it. I'm telling you. Really? They lost it. Wow. When it comes to dad jokes in restaurants, undefeated. I bet you. Never lost. To me, you, yeah, because you kind of operate
4: like you're 57 years old. (laughs) So I I could see you uh, being the dad jokes king of waiters. Yeah. In the metro area.
0: That's how you, especially the older people, you make your money off when they hand you an empty plate. And say it looks like we can put this one back on the shelf oh no they lose it or oh, it looks like you no. did the dishwasher a favor do you um, want me to, want me to box the plate up too i'm telling you i've got oh wow i've got millions wow or wow. like pouring water out of a wine bottle and they're like pouring
4: water out of a wine bottle because okay.
0: that's how we you know do water refills got and They're it. like, oh i thought it was wine and be like oh no i'm nice but not that nice and then they you know start losing it again okay i'm, I'm telling you i've got a routine here you got a routine Okay. You kind of have to. Yeah.
4: So older women hitting on waiters is just something that happens. Yes. Every day in America, around yeah. the world, Europe, <laughs> you name it. Um, I wonder if you go to like jail in like Asia for doing that. Maybe. I think it's like, oh, it's, it's so it's totally okay in America and Europe. Right. But I'm not sure if, if that floats in like. Japan and China.
0: Or countries that you, like, can't show your ankles, that sort of thing? Like, everything's got to be covered up? Well, I, I was just thinking, I think in Europe,
4: it's something that's not only okay, but welcomed. And I think we're
0: we're like that in the United States, too. Oh, well, no doubt. I mean, well, the older ladies, they want to flirt. Like, they, they want to flirt with, like, the, the young, you know, waiter. Right. And they're there to eat, but they're also there to have a couple drinks, and have a little fun. Right. So that's my job. I'll flirt. I told my fiance Miranda, I was like, look, you know what I do? I go in, I flirt with old women, and I make my money and get out. Got it. And she said, do what you need to do. What was the biggest tip you got? Oh, well, over the weekend, I, I waited on the owner's accountant, and so he didn't have to pay for his meal, uh-huh. and so he paid the bill in cash to me as a tip. So that was. That kind of worked out. Yeah. Yeah. I think that worked out. But then I had uh, eight old uh, Baptist people. They were all like, because they said right when they sat down, they said, you can take the drink menu up. We're not going not gonna to need that. But then we started talking and started cracking out the jokes, you know. Uh, PT for MSU says, Jason, don't listen to Bo.
4: I bet those jokes kill it for you. They. I don't do. think they do.
0: They do. Okay.
4: Every time. I have, this has to be 60. And I see, I was thinking 50. 45, I'm thinking 40 to 55. Do you have a lot of women that you feel like you can flirt with in that age range? Yeah,
0: 40 to 55, that's when I get the comments. They're like, if I had a daughter, I'd want her to date you. And that's when I know 30% plus at least when it it. comes to the tip. I have one lady, I was waiting on the patio. I had one lady ask if her mom could take a picture with me really <laughs> she she took her out of the nursing home for the day she was out you know out and about having lunch outside on the patio and i took a picture with her mother i'm telling did you did you sign it no no no. it's on her phone i got i made sure that she sent it to me and i really? had oh I,
4: so you even exchanged texts i have I it mean, somewhere uh, cell numbers
0: <laughs> exactly i'm a well i'm a celebrity when it comes to the old ladies at restaurants i got it you know i got it. well one lady called me tom cruise Really? Don't see it at all. No, I don't either. I'll I'll take it. Okay. It's like the lady at Taco Bell told me I look like Zac Efron. I will take that seven days a week. I don't even know who that is. Zac Yes, you do. No, I don't. Zac Efron? Yeah. You know who Zac Efron is. Zac Efron. Yeah. Tight end in the NFL? (laughs) He was like, he's one of the biggest stars. Uh, Maybe one of the biggest is, no, he's huge. Like he was in Baywatch with The Rock. And he's done a lot of different movies. I mean, okay. he, he was known for like early on. He was in Disney movies like High School Musical. I didn't watch those. Well,
4: I mean, I missed those just because of my. You know, I didn't. I didn't watch those. But shows. Your,
0: but your daughter didn't. I mean, that was my sister had a. High I mean, school I watched musical. cartoons
4: with my kids. I didn't. I didn't. I don't think I did many High School Musicals. Okay. I went to a bunch of dancers because she danced forever.
0: Yeah, but I mean, like my sister had a uh, had like a comforter, High School Musical comforter. It's a movie. It was like well, it's actually like three movies that you're talking about. Come on,
4: I'm not familiar.
0: If you look up Zac Efron, you will know who that guy is.
4: All right, we'll do that during the break. We've got some (laughs) audio here that uh, we think is um, well, it's like breaking news. Do y'all want some breaking news on a Monday? Steve Robertson coming up at eight thirty. Tom Luganville at nine thirty. want to say good morning, welcome in. The show is brought to you by Superior Foundation for all your foundation repairs. Superior. Superior Foundation. This audio is going to be really good. The show is also brought to you by Independent Roofing Systems, the number one commercial industrial roofing company in Mississippi. Independent Roofing Systems. So this is a CNBC reporter telling us that uh, sports betting is causing uh, men have less sex.
1: The negative impact is that it's all young men. And I paralleled that with or dovetailed that with Pew Research, which says that 63% of young men are single. And that's the highest it's ever been. And 50% of those young men have no interest in dating, not even casually. And 30% of those men, or 30% of young men, say they have not had sex in over a year. And don't seem to care. So the point being.
4: Because they're getting pleasure out of sports betting instead. Okay. So a CNBC reporter tells us that sports betting is causing men to have less sex. Do you agree or disagree? The Ag Up Equipment text line, 601-885-3776. This is young men. Okay, Jason, do you agree with that?
0: No, okay. not at all. Okay, if you go to the bar and you tell a girl that you just hit a seven leg parlay, I think you probably got fifty percent more attractive. Yeah, right. Right. If you tell somebody that you bet ten dollars and won seven hundred, how does that not lead to to you having sex? That doesn't make sense. Okay. All
4: right. So you, as someone in your twenties, is saying that's BS. Yeah, fake news. Somebody fake.
0: on the text line too. Fake news.
4: All right, yeah. Unnamed texter within what ten seconds? (laughs) Fake news. (laughs) Let's let's drop it one more time. CNBC reporter says sports betting is causing men to have less sex.
1: The negative impact is that it's all young men, and I parallel that with or dovetail that with Pew Research, which says that sixty-three percent of young men are single, and that's the highest it's ever been. And fifty percent of those young men. Have no interest in dating, not even casually. And thirty percent of those men, or thirty percent of young men, say they have not had sex in over a year, and don't seem to care. So the point because they're getting pleasure out of sports betting instead.
0: (laughs) Where did you get this? Well, I saw it on Twitter, and I wonder, is it really on sports betting if a guy hasn't had sex in over a year and and doesn't care?
4: No, no. I mean, that's the guy who, you know, lives with his parents. Right. Okay. So I don't, I don't. uh, uh, Wow. Wow. I can't even read some of this stuff coming in on the text line. (laughs) Here we go. Good morning. Better get some strong coffee. For real. Damn. (laughs) Let's go. We are the Out of Bounds Show. Lunch today brought to you by Bulldog Burger. Lake Harbor and Ridgewood. Bulldog Burger and Star Bulldog Burger and Tupelo I want to thank you for going to Apple Podcast or Spotify searching Out of Bounds with Bow Bounds Apple Podcast Spotify and searching Out of Bounds with Bow Bounds straight ahead Steve Robertson 247 Sports Gene's page on the uh, recruiting weekend well it was Jeff Lebby's first he didn't have people the first weekend first recruiting weekend only had his staff together for about maybe 48 hours Steve Robertson coming up next on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Uh, The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by Farm Bureau Insurance. Bundle your car and home and save with your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent. We welcome in Steve Robertson, 247 Sports, Gene's Page, Boneyard Podcast. He joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Big weekend for Jeff Levy. Hadn't even had his staff together for more than about 24 to 48 hours. And yet, uh, they made some noise. So, let's get right into it. Steve, what was your reaction to the uh, Blake Shapin out of Baylor transfer portal QB? He's got PT under his belt. I think it's a huge pickup for for jeff levy what was your reaction
2: well i like him too i was somewhat surprised to be honest with you you know he was a guy that ha- hadn't even tweeted in two years you know so he was a guy kind of flying under the radar a little bit uh got him on the phone shortly after uh pete that broke the news and uh this young man's very very excited a huge fan of jeff levy and uh thinks that he can come in and do some big things missed four games this year due to injury uh and and baylor certainly needed him it was a mess down there but uh it's ironic that Sawyer Robertson's together, guy that ended up being a starter there for a while, and now Blake Shapin's coming here. But, uh, yeah, I think it's good. I think it's one of those situations, too. I, I don't consider it done, though. I, I think uh, they'll still fish in the portal and provide some competition at the position if they can find a guy. They're not going to sign a guy that's just to sign a guy. But uh, I do think there's some big names out there that certainly you would take. I don't think you consider it uh, over done with. I mean, you're not going to turn down great players. And uh, I know state still – still active in the portal at several positions but uh, if a difference maker is available at quarterback and has some interest uh you know then I think that uh, you bring in two guys along with a high school guy that uh picked up yesterday
4: yeah we'll talk about Van Buren here in just a second but uh who who else do you think Lebby and the offensive staff could be hunting um transfer portal QB wise Steve
2: you know it's interesting you know (laughs) I got a tip Thursday that Kyle McCord from Ohio State was going to visit. And, and my policy on these official visits is uh, I try to confirm it with the player, either directly through an interview or, of course, through social media when they, you know, tweet out their graphic, their visiting, and things of that nature. But, uh, yeah, I just wasn't able to get him on the phone. And I certainly didn't want to, you know, put a cloud over the weekend. Hey, Kyle McCord's coming, and then he cancels. Well, that's exactly what ends up happening. And so, uh, a lot of people think he's headed to Nebraska, and he may be. But, uh, you know, there's some other guys. DJ, of course, uh, still out there. Uh, you know, the state's been linked, some to Cameron Ward. But I, I just I, I think that's an uphill battle. I think he's going to end up staying out west somewhere. But uh, there's also going to be some more names go in the, the talent pool here soon, too. I've, I've been told of a couple of guys out there that are just kind of watching and observing. And, uh, you know, the Dylan Gabriel thing was, uh, was pretty wild. You know, the very first day he goes in the portal, it was pretty split. People said, hey, it's going to be Oregon or it's going to be Mississippi State because of his relationship with Lebby. But ultimately, uh, Phil Knight in Oregon won out over the weekend. Uh, he was expected to visit Mississippi State today, and I understand that's all been canceled. He'll just go ahead and transfer to, to Oregon and consider his recruitment done. But, um, yeah, it's one of those things where I think you, you can you cannot ill afford to just sit back and say, okay, I think we're done here. because. Uh, there could be some other big names go in the portal, and we f- fully expect that to be the case. I saw a graphic yesterday. It's pretty crazy. There's 130 FBS programs in the country, and there's already 105 quarterbacks in the portal. Uh, and everybody, of course, wants to be the starter somewhere. Well, right. like somebody is going to be happy to get an opportunity and get their school and books paid for. But, uh, yeah, they're still on some guys, and uh, it's something that we continue to monitor. And uh, I can promise you after this you know, stretch of uh, – you know, a coaching search and coaching hires and things like that. Now the first big official visit weekend is here. Uh, there is one guy in Mississippi that is extremely excited about National Signing Day, and that is me.
4: <laughs> Steve Robertson on the Out of Bound show. Okay. Uh, brought to you by Bulldog Burger, Lake Harbor, and Ridgeland, Starville, and Tupelo. What about, uh, how would you describe the weekend for Lebby and Crew, considering he didn't even put together the staff until like, you know, thursday
0: well
2: i think it's an absolutely best case scenario and uh i think it maybe says a lot too about their ability to go get guys that uh, fit their system and do it rather quickly of course you know some most of these guys that committed are are people that had relationships with mississippi state and or jeff levy prior to the weekend but uh Yeah, Bulldog fans are pumped, as they should be. You know, that's one of those things everybody expected this class to just kind of be a dud in many respects. And I think Jeff Leibig and him have said, you know what, we don't prescribe to that. You know, we're we're not subscribing to that line of thinking. Uh, And so big, big weekend in many respects, and I think there's some big things left to go uh, with this class. And this next weekend uh, will be big. We've confirmed, I think, seven visitors already for the weekend, but it's going to be very defensive heavy. You had a lot of offensive guys on campus this week, and sprinkled in with a few defensive guys. And then next week it's going to be uh, kind of the opposite. But, uh, you know, state's got to get going, especially on uh, defensive back and defensive line recruiting. And this weekend's going to be a central part of that.
4: So big uh, transfer portal and Juca is what you're thinking?
2: Yeah, yeah, I think so. matter of fact, I'm waiting to hear back from Keaton Thomas right now. He's a guy that, if you you ever wanted to design a linebacker as a creative player, it'd be that kid at Northeast Mississippi Community College. He's a a native of Jacksonville, Florida. He committed to Baylor over the weekend. He picked up an offer from Matt Barnes uh, late last week. In fact, he told me that Matt Barnes told him that was the first phone call he made to a recruit. Uh, And then he goes this weekend and commits to Baylor. And certainly, State has some needs at linebacker. And so, I'm still waiting to hear back from him this morning to see if he plans to follow through with the visit. I'm not optimistic, but, uh, you know, people do surprise you. And then East Mississippi uh, Community College leading tackler Marcus Ross, expected to be here later this week, too. Uh, very ultra-productive guy. And, of course, uh, Scuba attack playing for the National Championship on Wednesday. And so, uh, you know, a week later, those guys will be signing their national letters of intent. Uh, Transfer portal guys don't. That's one thing we can't reiterate enough. There are a lot of people that think, oh, we got to have all these transfers committed by Wednesday. Uh, Transfer portal prospects do not sign a national letter of intent. Uh, Now I can argue. I think they should. I think it protects them and kind of keeps them from craziness in the end. But they have all the way up to the drop the drop add date to enroll because they don't really sign anything. They can sign a scholarship agreement or whatever, but that's not binding. But until they enroll, they're still recruitable athletes. So anybody thinking, oh, my gosh, we got to get 20 commitments between now and Wednesday, that's just not true. You you, you basically have about a month uh, to figure out this transfer portal thing.
4: Steve Robertson, jeanspage.com. How wild was your board over the weekend or the last two or three days?
2: Well, it's incredible, but that's really been the case for a while now. I mean, you know, we stay pretty busy, but the, over the course of the last, uh, you know, eight weeks, it's been, uh, it's been difficult to keep up I and mean, it's a real chore. And then, you know, we're churning out more content than ever. We're doing 10 plus stories a day, every single day. And I, I joke about that sometimes with our guys. I said, I remember, you know, when I was a kid and you know, there'd, there'd be some days that Clarion ledger, wouldn't have a, a story, you know, and how far we've come as media, not just Mississippi state, but just our industry as a whole. And, you know, the expectation now is that, uh, you know, content is king. You know a lot of people want to say, "Well, we've got a great message board. that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. they're making money, but that's really cool <laughs> you know? uh, so uh, you've got to get out there and pump out content and uh we've got a great team, but I'll tell you it's 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 amazing the demands that are on the media today and you know a lot of people say, Well, you know, you know back when so and so and so and so in the good old days, and these are the good old days, not those days, and those guys didn't have the internet to do research, you know they didn't have the ability to post content immediately. And they usually wrote one column a day, you know. And uh, we, you, and I both know some people that existed in that era, and they'll take it. This is a much easier way to do it. But the, the issue with that is, is that the demand for information is just absolutely non-ending. And so, hey, we, I think we wrote thirteen, fourteen stories yesterday. Our people would have read thirty if we we had an opportunity to write them. I mean, that's just the access to information uh, for sports fans today is. Absolutely unbelievable, and it's difficult for us sometimes to keep up with demand.
4: Sure, Steve Robertson on the show, brought to you by Bulldog Burger, Lake Harbor, and Ridgeland. Uh, Mario Craver, wide receiver, committed to Jeff Levy and the crew over the weekend. What does he bring to the table, Steve?
2: I absolutely love this kid, and uh, of course, won a state championship Friday night for Clay Clarkful, Clay Chogful from Alabama, the six A uh, state championship. He's a lot you know closer to uh, you know the two Lou Griffins of the world. You similar body type. Uh, people say, well, you know, maybe faster than Tulu. And it's funny. It's always the new guy that's faster, right? It's never right. the old guy. Yeah, some people say that. But uh, yeah, he's a slide guy all the way, but he's a matchup nightmare. And you get him paired up with a safety that's a win for you every time. I uh, really like him. And I'll tell you that that image that they tweeted out with uh, Jeff Lebby, and then you've got, you know, J.J. Harrell and Stonka Burnside and Mario Craver and Daniel Hill and all those guys all stacked up. Uh, you know, Michael Van Buren was a part of that pretty tough image and uh, you know people are like now hey we're going to go six for six and uh, I'd love for that to be the case I don't know that we can call that just yet I think Daniel Hill still got some thinking to do and of course he'll announce at a national all-star game on uh, January 6th and Burnside on the second but could be a situation where state gets some national press There's only been a couple of guys in the history of these all-star games is announced from Mississippi State publicly uh, and you get a lot of juice because the nation is watching and so that could be a situation where if State could get all six and have Stonka Burnside announce on uh, well, January 3rd, I guess, and then Daniel Hill on the 6th on two national platforms, that, that could create a lot of juice for Jeff Lebby and his crew.
4: How do you, how do they feel about Daniel Hill? Um, you know, strong talk that uh, he is hunting a Bama offer. You know, how do you see this playing out?
2: That's a great question. And, uh, you know, much of this process, I've been told, you know, Steve, it's not even worth your time to interview him. He's not going to go to Mississippi State. And, you know, he releases his top six and State makes the list. And people are like, oh, that's just kind of a courtesy mention because he's a State fan. But uh, he's going to end up going out of State. Now, all of a sudden, you've had a coaching change, a philosophical change. Now, all of a sudden, there's some renewed interest in Mississippi State. So, I think State's very much in the game there, whereas a month ago I wouldn't have said that. I, I would have told you point blank that, hey, Daniel Hill is probably going to end up at Alabama or Tennessee, and I still think he'll end up at Alabama if they're willing to take him. But the thing that I hear about him is he really wants the football in his hands, and a lot of people think that he's a linebacker. I think he's talented enough to be either one at a high level in a southeastern conference, but Mississippi State needs a running back. And, uh, you know, kind of Conan Daniels We fully expect him out of West Point to stick with Florida. And then there's Daniel Hill, you know, a big, bruising, physical uh you know, running back. I think it makes good sense and will be a good fit. You know, will he pull the trigger? That remains to be seen. But you start adding guys like Michael Van Buren and Stonka Burnside back to the class and then Daniel Hill and Mario Craver, Uh, you know, those guys all have four stars next to their name and you might could take a you know run and maybe get a top twenty five class when it's all said and done.
4: What is your confidence level with Stonka Burnside out of Starville? Uh I'd say
2: about nine nine point one maybe 9-2, you know, I, I think in the end he sticks with Mississippi State. He and J.J. Harrell are as close as any two recruits I've ever seen. Uh, and I just don't think there's a situation where they don't play together. You know, I think Stonk is a guy, too, that uh, yeah, got really frustrated. You know, it's like a, you, you commit to this school and you love Chad Bumpus, and then you see the product on the field, and you're like, man, you know, wide receivers are just out there basically as a decoy or a perimeter blocker, and that's not the scheme I want to play in. And now you bring in Jeff Levy, you know, who's going to air it out and chunk it down the field and things like that. It's, it's a much more wide receiver friendly offense. Not to say that Old Misses isn't. It certainly is. Uh, but I think because of his you know, connections and relationships, uh, I think State's going to be really difficult to beat.
4: Okay. Uh, we love talking skill people. Uh, well, let's hit Van, Bur- Van Buren real quick, but then let's get into some line of scrimmage because that's where you win. I know – on your board and other boards, the skill guys and the quarterbacks, you know, drive the drive the train. Um, when were you eh, – how confident were you on this Van Buren thing going into the weekend?
2: Well, I was told there was a good chance that he may commit and announce later. One of the things that we found out yesterday is that uh, ESPN was trying to get him to wait and announce for them on National Signing Day. Um and that's a difficult opportunity to turn down, right? I mean, with a nation watching. But uh, Van Buren and his dad uh, felt like the Mississippi State was better served by him committing now, helping uh, lure some of these wide receivers and allowing Jeff Levy to get a big win early and get that out there publicly. Uh, and I agree with that. I think that line of thinking is big, especially when you've already got some other guys you're expecting to get that may uh, announce these All-Star games. But – um I was told on uh, yesterday morning, yeah, he is going to commit to Mississippi State. Don't know when he will announce, but, uh, yeah, he's going to be a Bulldog. And, uh, matter of fact, uh, one of our our contacts within the network uh, spoke to his coach who was walking into the Baltimore Ravens game. He goes, oh, yeah, you can go and get your story. He's going to be a Bulldog. Mike's going to announce today. So we did. You know, and I was able to speak to him yesterday at the airport, and I can tell you that – he is extremely excited, not just about the offense and a chance to play in a Southeastern Conference, but just being around these guys this weekend. He, he really feels like it's a good group of guys that can do some special things, and uh, and he's excited to be a part of that. And he says that he's going to do all he can down the stretch to help Mississippi State close out this class as strongly as possible. And, and that's what you expect from your quarterback. You expect him to be a leader in every aspect. And I think it says a lot about the young man and his family to say, you know what, hey, we can wait and have this big national moment on ESPN and that's about us, or we can do what we think is best for Mississippi state and let Mike serve as a drawing card for the recruits. And that's what they did. And I think that says a lot about him as a person.
4: Okay. Steve Robertson, jeans com on the out of bounds show brought to you by bulldog burger and Ridgeland. Um, JJ Harrell, you mentioned him. Somebody texted us just a minute ago. Is he kind of the, so people were talking last week, obviously it was other schools, that, that this class may not even finish in the top 50. Right now on 247 Sports, who you're affiliated with, they're 37th. If they land Stonk and a couple other players, they will be in the top 30. Um, how much credit do you give a kid like J.J. Harold that's hung in there for MSU and kind of seems like the, the rally guy around the class?
2: Well, I think the fact that uh, when he came out publicly after the coaching change and said, hey, as long as Coach Bump is there, I'm good. Uh, you know, he he never wavered. And, and, of course, he was absolutely inundated with other people trying to get him to flip. And, you know, he goes, hey, Mississippi State's where I want to go. And I'm going to wait and see this thing out. As long as they keep Coach Bump, I'm going to be in good position. And and one of the things I'll say, too, there's so many people, that, there's a lot of people that talk, they hear themselves talk. and They're like, oh, well, this, this recruiting class is not going to finish in the top 50. Okay you got to know Mississippi State's going to add some players, right? I mean, you know, so mathematically, yeah. I mean, you, you already were right there at 50 anyway, even with the decommitments, you know. And it's just, you know, some people just like to talk. And, and uh, did I expect Mike Van Buren? No, I absolutely did not. Now, when, when all this first broke down, I said, you know, they'll probably have to take a developmental guy. And Jeff Lovey's like, no, nah, I'm going to go get this four-star quarterback from Baltimore, Maryland, and he did it. And I think a big part of that. You know, J.J. Harrell is a guy that has kind of been the linchpin in this class. And I can tell you, he has been on the phone and texting with several of the other commitments when all the coaching change happened. He goes, hey, let's just all hang in here together. Let's see what happens. Nobody has to make any rash decisions right now. Uh, So he has been the leader and really the bell cow in this class. And uh, even though Snaka Burnside decommitted, there were so many people uh, they weren't sourced with anything. It's just uh, there's just people that are you know self-loathing Mississippi State people. Well, J.J. J. Harrell will be next, and uh, that just wasn't the case. J.J., J. From, from the outset, uh, has been true maroon, and a lot of people said, you know what, he may have to turn down a lot of money to go to Mississippi State. And uh, I think in this respect, too, I think I think he's fine. I think he will be. And I think the fact that now that he's got his quarterback, I think now he kind of sees the fruit of his own labor. So he's like, yeah, you know, I made the right decision. This is working out well for me and for Mississippi State. So
4: let's go finish the deal. Steve Robertson, jeanspage.com, the Boneyard Podcast, talking levy recruiting. He's doing this on the fly. Just put his staff together, and they had a big weekend considering. Uh, Let's go to line of scrimmage. What's realistic? Going, There's not a lot of power five linemen out there, uh, offensive especially. Um, Even if you get one, or G5, um, a guy who's developed and played for, for several years. What's going on with the North Texas guy? What else are you seeing? What is realistic for Kennedy and Levy the next week or so as far as line of scrimmage, Steve?
2: Well, on the offensive line, you have you have three guys committed, and um, and you feel good about all three of those guys.
4: Of course, Timothy Lewis,
2: T.J. Lockhart, an All-State guy. Luke Work is an All-American. Um, and so that those are good. But those guys don't get you better next year, right? Uh, so I think you've got to go out and probably get three portal linemen or at least three older linemen. I would prefer portal to JUCO when it comes to offensive linemen just because of the fact that the you know the physical demands, there's a learning curve with all that stuff. But uh, I think it could be a situation where, uh, you know, Ethan Miner is a guy to visit this weekend. He is uh, tentatively uh, scheduled to visit Arkansas this week, uh, which is kind of interesting since Cody Kennedy just came from up there. Uh, but I think when it's all said and done, you'll probably have a half-and-half half class. You'll have some some young high school guys will have opportunity to develop and grow, but you've got to get some guys. I mean, you feel like, you know, Percy Lewis and some other guys coming back, you know, you've, you've got some, some pieces to work with, but you don't have enough, and State's going to have to supplement that, I think, through the portal on the offensive line side. Now, the defensive line side, of course, uh, you know, Tyler Carter, you know, decommit last night and that's kind of a dr evil quote situation there we, we certainly wish that young man the best but you know david turner is going to have to be huge for state down the stretch going to have to be huge i mean you got a couple of guys committed right now one from the high school ranks terrence sibler and of course ashawn shepherd from east mississippi and i can tell you that the the football opinion of ashawn shepherd and talking to juco coaches around this state and people like that is much higher than the casual fan there are a lot of people that think that he's going to be a very important piece for Mississippi State. He just uh, Buddy, Buddy Stevens thinks he's going to be a Sunday guy. you know. And so you've got him, and, and it's funny, too, all of a sudden he's filled in offers late from everybody else, uh, but that's not enough, right? You're going to have to go out and get some other guys, and you hope with uh, Calvin Dinkins coming back healthy and Trevion Williams next year, you feel like you've got some building blocks, but those guys don't have a ton of experience. And so you need to go get some stopgap guys that make you better as a football team next year. Uh, we expect Demonte Russell will be back next year. That'd be uh, huge. Know, than, yeah, and so you've got some pieces, but you need more. And, Travion uh, you know, coming but, back, absolutely. And but when you look at like David Turner, you know, got Deontay Anderson too. That's a guy too that really flashed some for him this year. You know, but uh, I, I would put David Turner down the stretch up against just about anybody. I mean, if it boiled down to hey, who who can coach me and develop me? Uh, David's gonna win that battle. Of course, things are a lot more complicated these days where NIL recruiting and things of that nature. But uh David Turner's gotta be a star for state down the stretch. And and uh this weekend I, th- I think you've got to see some some D guys come in. I mean, Chris McLaughlin's a guy to Florida, I visited Colorado over the weekend. Uh David Turner recruited him uh to Florida. You know, and then um you know Suleiman Popka. I-, I talked to him over the weekend. Uh, He is the guy that's at Purdue right now. David Turner recruited him when he was at Texas San Antonio. And so there are some guys out there in the portal that have relationships with David Turner. And and David's going to need to come through on some of those. And I I would never ever bet against David Turner uh, in a situation like that because of his pedigree. And, uh, yeah, it's it's been a difficult year. And, you know, Dave, of course, uh, you know, added to the staff late. And and many of these defensive linemen in the state made their decisions in the spring, you know. And so – there's so many people to think. Well, why aren't we on these guys? Well, you've had other schools recruiting them for two years,
4: you know. And so oh well, look. I mean, stories. hey, give all his credit. Lane's going on year five. He's been there four years. They've had, they haven't had the they they didn't go through four head coaches in less than twelve months, right? I mean, oh, it's absolutely. just it is what it is. Kudos to them for well, taking advantage.
2: Well, you look at Derek Nick's, right? I mean, you know, absolutely. Derek Nicks- it's institution in the state, right? I mean, Derek Nix knows uh, Derek Nix. He probably has a hall pass sticker from every high school in the state. Right. in his trunk, you know, just rolling around back there. But, you know, when you've got people that have been here that have an infrastructure and they have relationships and there is continuity, that's what happens. And, you know, we had this discussion here a few weeks back when I wrote the column about, uh, you know, tr- uh, uh, player retention, you know, Mississippi state and Auburn, Next to Tennessee, had the worst player retention in the SEC. Well, what, what do those two have in common? They both made two coaching changes in the NCAA transfer portal era, and now Mississippi State has made a third one. And so you're going to have roster attrition. You're going to have guys that leave because they don't have a relationship with your staff, and that's the big hope for Jeff Ludwig and his group is they come in here and they can replicate that and have, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine good years. You know, and I think Mississippi State's going to have to be willing to pay Jeff Levy and um, and get his group to stay. But that's next summer's responsibility. That amount of years. All
4: right. Steve Robertson, jeanspage.com. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate it. Yeah. He joined us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. We are the Out of Bounds Show. We're driven by your next Ford F-150. Mack Hike Ford. I-55 North in Jackson. Best selection of pre-owned and new. Ford F-150s, right there you can see it from the interstate. Mack Hike Ford, that's where your next Ford F-150 is, pre-owned or new. The show is also brought to you by Lunch Today, Bulldog Burger, Lake Harbor in Ridgeland, Bulldog Burger, right down from the armory. Lunch Today, brought to you by Bulldog Burger. Tom Luganbill, 9.30
0: on Recruiting.